Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, I have somebody on who's going to talk about their area of expertise, and I'm very excited to talk to them. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Ella Fritz. I'm a comedian and a writer, and I am an expert in the 2014 trash fire that is known as DashCon. Excellent. Yeah, my understanding of DashCon is that it was a convention. It was a group of people coming together to celebrate something that they were extremely passionate about, something that united thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, and it was very expensive to get in and to participate in it. And there's a lot of stuff that didn't necessarily go right. It was kind of a carnival feel to a lot of it. There was the vindicated dunk tank. There was the screaming infidelities shooting gallery, the don't wait balloon and dart game, then the uh, Chris Carbara kissing booth. And all of these things kind of came together for DashCon or Dashboard Confessional Con. And people were extremely excited to be able to participate. There was the Heartbeat Here ball pit, which a lot of people were very excited about because it was going to be this giant ball pit where people could listen to dashboard confessional songs and just wait around in a massive ball pit in basically a huge conference room. And, you know, they were going to be able, the balls were going to be washed each day and they were going to be able to play games in there. You were going to really meet people and build relationships based on your mutual love of this quintessential mid-2000s band. But, you know, ultimately with the events, there were some issues. For instance, there was the recent breakup meetup and speed dating, which people thought like, oh, this dashboard confessional famously, people will listen to this if they're going through breakups. But having people that had literally just gotten out of relationships try to go into speed dating, it basically just became a massive group therapy session. So people were just crying. They weren't building these new relationships outside of just like, oh yeah, you're also feeling very emotional about your breakup. I am too. And then going from person to person five minutes at a time, not not necessarily the best speed dating scenario. And famously Dashboard Confessional broke up in 2011. And in this event was the thing that was supposed to bring them back together, put them back on the map. And unfortunately, they didn't immediately come back together because of this, because there was a huge outbreak of mono that quickly spread because of the kissing booth. And tons of attendees, the, your tickets got you access to all of these different panels and talking about what music meant to this person, how it was written, everything like that. But once people started paying for the kissing booth, because at first it was a, a free kissing booth with your ticket, but then people were like, oh, I'm just going to get back in line. So like you would get a stamp on your hand saying, yes, you've kissed Chris already. And then people were going back kissing him multiple times. And every time they're like, hey, we need to increase the cost because Chris's lips are getting very, very chapped here, kissing thousands upon thousands of people multiple times. And unfortunately, somebody had mono, they just didn't know it. And so this whole group of people, thousands of people in attendance at DashCon ended up getting mono. And Chris was so distraught over this because his, his music isn't meant to make people feel 
sick. It's it's to help them process the emotion and sadness that they feel through breakups, through not necessarily getting the emotional connection that they're wanting. So he really took it hard because he did not like the idea of becoming patient zero. There was some really intense chapstick that he had to get to help with the lovesick. Exactly. 100% lovesick. Yes, absolutely. That was really hard on him because that chapstick was, he didn't realize initially that he was mildly allergic to the I don't know if it was a petroleum-based chapstick or what exactly, or an all-natural chapstick, but his lips ended up puffing up quite a bit, and he was very concerned that there was going to be lasting effects to his singing voice, to like needing to get skin grafts or something like that. But luckily, that eventually the swelling went down and everything was okay. And then a couple of years later, Dashboard Confessional got back, and they've been rocking ever since, making people feel the emotions that they need to feel. Now, based on what you've heard so far, about how much of that would you say was accurate? Roughly 5%. There was a ball pit. Okay. That's it. It also gives me more questions about Dashboard Confessionals. I thought they had like a Fleetwood Mac thing where they all dated and broke up and dated and broke up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely sure about the romantic dynamics of Dashboard Confessional. All I know is that they're trying to inspire emotional connection through their fan base. And this was the main way that they tried to do it, at least while they were broken up. But yeah, what was your understanding of DashCon? So DashCon was a convention for people who knew each other from the website Tumblr to meet each other. And it was 2014, so it was it was the summer before I started high school. I didn't get to go. I could have because it was like in a suburb of Chicago. I live in St. Louis. It was it wasn't like an awful drive, but tickets were like seventy dollars. Okay. And initially, it started being run by a group of teenagers that all knew each other on Tumblr, and then two 30 year olds that just kind of picked up and were like, "This is our thing now." Mm-hmm. Um, As 30-year-olds are wont to do. Oh, famously. Yeah, they love being in charge of things. But then mm-hmm. they got bored being in charge and left it in charge to one of the teenagers who turned 20, like, right before Dash. So there were plans for, like, there was going to, like, Nate Stevenson, the guy who created She-Ra, mm-hmm. uh, before She-Ra came out, long, years before it, before he came out, all that he was supposed to have a panel. Welcome to Night Vale was supposed to be there. A band that I only know because really, really nerdy people like it, Steam Powered Giraffe, they were supposed to perform, but they were one of the first like groups to drop out. People okay. who bought special tickets to see Steam Powered Giraffe were not refunded. I see. Yeah. They're also, the ball pit was a big deal too. It was supposed to be like a really big ball pit. Like I saw pictures of, oh God, what's the VidCon, the YouTube one. They had a thing this year where they attached like attendees to a big, like a claw, like a claw crane. And then they dropped them down into a pile of squishmallows and then they could grab a squishmallow and bring it out. And that was kind of what they were trying to do with the ball pit, but they didn't have enough like time or energy. A lot of them didn't even live in Illinois from what I understand. So they weren't really able to like go organize it. The ball pit ended up being a kiddie pool that was just filled with, I mean, balls. It wasn't a big one. There were rumors that somebody peed in it. And there were also rumors that somebody gave birth in it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my understanding of ball pits 
is that that is pretty common for I have personally experienced a ball pit at a McDonald's when I was a kid crawling through it where kids had peed in it. I don't I can't speak to the giving birth. But I'm sure that at least one person has given birth in a ball pit. That's in somebody's birth plan, I'm sure. Of course. And then that person who was born in the ball pit now works at a carnival. Obviously. Absolutely. They are set for life with that story. Yeah. There's... Why wouldn't you? That's the best story. I was just born in a boring little snowstorm. But the festival happened July 11th, 2014. They were expecting somewhere between 3,000 and 7,000 people to come because it was all people who they were like, oh, somebody liked it or reblogged it on Tumblr. That means that they want to go, that they're planning on going. And that's inaccurate. They, a lot, like, it's like if somebody, said interested in an event on Facebook and you were like, oh yeah, they'll be there. And they're probably not going to show up. So it was like 500 people that came. Most of them had Homestuck cosplay on. Have Mm -hmm. you, have you read Homestuck? It's Uh, a lot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I have. No. Okay. It's, it's a web comic that's really complicated and it has with like a bunch of internet friends who all play a video game and then they get absorbed in the video game. It's kind of like the time warp trio books or it's like like Jumanji for people who don't know how to eat pussy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That is strangely. I feel like I know everything I need to know about it now. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It was also very Tumblr culture to be like, When I was on Tumblr, when I was in high school, it was a lot of people who were roughly my age who were real nerdy and they didn't really have friends outside of school. I had a handful, but not really. So my introduction to Tumblr is I started writing fan fiction with my friends. And within our fan fiction community, we each adopted a character from either Parks and Rec or Community. I was Britta, obviously. Uh And we also had a side thing where it was us as ourselves. So like not me as Britta, but me as Ella. And we all attended the same boarding school together. And Mm -hmm. the actors were the teachers. So like, I remember specifically Joel McHale was our, was our gym coach or something like that. Interesting. That that was insane. It it sounds like a very interesting creative endeavor to be sure. Yeah, it's, (laughs) yeah, it was. I still read it sometimes. I tried to show something that I wrote within that side fan fiction to my partner. And he just Mm. said, this makes no sense whatsoever. I cannot follow any of this. Oh no. Of course, of course. It was a group of teenagers. And then one person who was in her 20s, but like not in her 20s, 20s, you know? I think she's who gives a shit. Outside of that, there were also people who were like, let's make a whole Tumblr island. Let's buy one island. And then everybody from Tumblr moves on it. Or let's do a Tumblr boarding school. And all the classes are about BBC Sherlock, but only BBC Sherlock. Stuff like that. So a few people being like, yes, let's make the moves for it was inevitable to happen. However, nobody who did this had any kind of like convention experience to speak of. This was, nobody was, I think somebody worked at at a Walmart at some point. And that's like the only customer service experience that any of them had. And then volunteers, if you worked less than seven hours volunteering, you didn't get anything. If you worked seven hours or more, you got like a free meal. And then if you 
worked something like 12 hours. You're, we're supposed to get a hotel room and some person, I found a YouTube video from somebody who said that she worked at DashCon. She got flown from Denver to Chicago first class. And then she had like a really swanky hotel room. Mm -hmm. So they tried to treat everybody well. Turns out the meals that they gave her just like bread and butter. Oh anyway. no. Yeah. Anyway, end of the first night, it was a rousing failure so far. And the hotel asked the, the people who ran the convention for more money because they were expecting more at the door and then there weren't more door sales. So they needed, I think they said $3,000. No, they got $3,000. They said they needed 7,000. And okay. then they got everybody in the convention in a room together. And they said, and they passed around a bag and they said, hey, we need more money because the people who work at this hotel don't like us for some reason. And Tumblr is one of those websites where everybody likes to think that there's something special. So they were like, of course they don't like us. And then people started putting in cash. It was like, I've seen videos of people putting in cash. And then a lot of people donated from PayPal. Mm -hmm. There were about $3,000 in the bag. They got the money that they needed. And then the whole room saying we are the champions together. And then wow. they, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. There was also a guy who was a 4chan user and 4chan and Tumblr are sworn enemies. They're like the exact right. opposite website. And he just ran around yelling about freeing Palestine. There was a guy who was like cosplayed as like, I think Hellboy. And he said, how does it feel to cosplay as an Israeli leader and then oh, the guy wow. yeah and then the guy said I don't know dress like the job you want oh, Jesus I know this uh, is he, this is nuts <laughs> <laughs> there was so much that went wrong so it stands to reason that somebody could start a rumor that somebody peed in the ball pit and it would catch on yeah I mean that's not outside the realm of possibility based on what you've told me so far of yeah. something that would legitimately happen and can happen at DashCon, I feel. Oh, it seems like it did. Oh, also, the way that they were able to pay off some of the hotel was that they decided to uncomp some of their rooms. So a lot of people had to go home because they literally couldn't get into their hotel rooms because oh, their cars no. just weren't working. And they were just like, you're gone. There was somebody who flew in from Australia because she was like mutuals with somebody who was running the festival. And then when she was like, hey man, or like, I might, how am I going to get into my hotel? She was like, shit out of luck. And she had to go back to Australia. Oh no. Yeah. That's so crazy that they would do that to people. Yeah. Wow. That, that is crazy. Ella, thank you for telling me about this. I I feel like I have a lot to research now. If people wanted to learn more about DashCon or learn more about you, where would you recommend they look or where would you recommend they go? For DashCon, I would look up Sarah Zed's video on YouTube. So it's Sarah space Z. It's just Zed because she's Canadian. Who gives a shit? Right. If you want to know about me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fancy Meet Fritz. If you're in Northwest Arkansas, I will be there from March 8th through the 10th in different places. I'll be in Fayetteville on the 10th, Springdale on the 9th, and Rogers on the 8th. 
And if you're in Alaska, I'll be in the Before You Die Festival in Anchorage from April 6th through the 9th. And if you're in St. Louis, I don't know. I, I do stuff. I think I'm doing Apotheosis on April 15th. Fantastic. Well. Yeah. Awesome. Ella, I, I'm oh, so sorry. I'm no, so you're okay. You're okay. Go ahead. Thank you. My special comes out March 15th. It's called We Should Write Together. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to hear that. And when did you, when did you record that? Um, I recorded it November 5th at the Improv Shop. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to include that. That's, that's great. Ella, thank you so much for joining me today. This was extremely informative. This was really fun. Thank you so much, Matt. Absolutely. My name is Matt Stores, and this has been Matt's Planning.